Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. How could Singapore's budget impact institutional investors or investors of all stripes? We're finding out today with James Wee, who's market strategist at Tiger Brokers. Good morning, James. Welcome. Hi. Good morning, Michelle. Good to speak with you. Great so we know you. that the Singapore budget shows a focus on AI, digital transformation, sustainability, fintech, cybersecurity, uh, many sectors. But the question is, how does that focus translate to investment strategy? So that's what we're trying to get to today. I'll start with a broad question. How do institutional investors view the attractiveness of Singapore? I'll view the attractiveness of Singapore. Okay, I would say that they probably come from a point of view of that Singapore equity is always a defensive asset allocation. So if you want to adopt a risk-off approach that you don't want so much growth stocks in your portfolio, you want to have some uh, dividend-paying stocks, you probably will go for Singapore itself. But if you want those AI stocks, you probably will go elsewhere. Uh, so I would say that it's always uh, probably if you see a market crash, impending and then you probably would like to own some more uh, Singapore equity stocks. Safe. Yep. We think of us as safe and def- possibly defensive. You mentioned AI. We know that in the budget, it was mentioned that the government will commit $1 billion in funding over the next five years as part of a national AI strategy. How, how do you think investors could read this? Yeah, I think it's a good initiative because you can see that over the past one year, generative AI has taken the whole world and then you are seeing a lot of stocks price actually goes, uh, go out because of that as well. So I think this will certainly help a lot of companies to develop AI, uh, research on AI itself. Uh, but against, uh, I would like to say that probably on take a step back and then we see that why there's a need for AI itself. I would say that it's because of labor shortage and then you are seeing that uh, lower labor participation rate in aging population happening all around the world itself. So in order to address this concern, one of the, one of the better ways is to uh, increase the productivity through AI automation and robotics itself. So I think uh, the budget try to improve the productivity and hence also improve the GDP growth as well. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for Singapore with a tiny pool of manpower um, and manpower always being on sort of the wish list of small medium enterprises of things that they can be worked on and supported in. In terms of an investor's portfolio, what impact do you think Singapore's push in AI could have on maybe institutional investors or retail investors? I leave that up to you. Yeah, I, I think you can't really pinpoint how the AI initiative itself right, could help any one of the companies itself because it's probably like an incentive to many of the companies. That's so, across industries, you're right. Correct. So maybe DBS can get a grant for it. Probably it will help uh, SE Engineering or help a lot of M&E who actually try to develop AI itself. So overall, I would say that yes, it could have a great impact towards the profitability of a company. But at this moment, right, you can't really say that, oh, because this company got, get a grant of AI, then suddenly I want to invest into it. So I don't really see that as a, this, uh, you should make your decision because of, of the AI grant itself. How do you think institutional investors uh, looking at Singapore's budget and the initiatives roll out, do you think that impacts their view of Singapore in any way? I would say that 
institutional investor will probably look at it and say that, okay, this is going to improve the short-term profitability and the cash flow-wise, right, is going to be improved as well. But it's just one of the marginal impact towards it. They probably will look beyond that, like they will be looking at company modes, valuations, earnings growth, and superior products, services. And one thing in particular, I always feel that institutional investor will look at its liquidity of the market and in the particular stock as well. So it's quite different from retail investors. So uh, probably let me uh, give me a bit of time to clarify on that. So for example, they will look at the share floats and the market cap of a particular stock. For example, if I were an institutional investor and I got $1 billion to invest in the particular stock, I probably won't invest in venture because the venture market cap is probably just about $4 billion. So if I invested $1 billion into it, it probably will raise the share price by multiple times. And if I were to get out at a high price, I probably won't be able to sell at a desired price. So right. this is why... A lot of institutional investors have no choice but to always go to those large market cap companies such as local bank stocks, Singtel, SE Engineering, SIA itself. So this kind of like limit their choices into the Singapore markets. Thank you. That was very useful to get into the institutional mindset and which sectors uh, they would gravitate to and find appealing. And let's shift our attention to the US where we know the discussion is always about inflation rates, interest rates and juggling both. What do what are you reading about the possible trajectory or timing to do with interest rate hikes or cuts? Okay, I, I believe that in the beginning of year we are hearing about six rate cuts itself which I think is a bit far-fetched but at the moment right a lot of traders are predicting three rate cuts by the end of the year so i think it makes much more sense probably we will see the first rate cut in may or june i would be betting on may itself because i would say that after the first rate cut it takes some time for the effect to sink into the economy activities the gdp growth itself and since you have a impending incoming uh, US presidential election in November itself. So you probably want to cut the rate as soon as possible to help uh, boost up some uh, share prices and to help with the economic growth itself and then uh, for the re-elections. Yeah, so uh, I will pretty much concur that uh, we will be seeing three rate cut by the end of the year. How do you expect markets to respond, global markets? Okay, for US-wise, I believe that it doesn't really matter because if you were to look at the earnings forecast for by a lot of companies, they are forecasting a good earnings scope for the rest of the year. And due to AI optimism itself, then I would say that, okay, probably it won't impact that much. But from the traditional wisdom that we all learn is that a higher for longer rates will actually impact the multiples, the valuations itself. For example, the valuation will be compressing rather than expanding. Mm. The S&P 500 PE ratio will not be sustained at a PE ratio of 23 times now that we are seeing that it could probably compress to about 18 times. So these are the traditional wisdom. But looking at the earnings growth itself, right? I don't think uh, we are seeing a bad year for US. As for Singapore market, I think higher for longer rate have a neutral impact on the SDI index. Because you can see that local bank stock, the three local bank stock accounts for 47% weight 
in the SDI index. So higher for longer rates probably also means that the local banks' net interest margin will stay uh, wide and then will be good uh, for the rest of the year. Whereas for the remaining stock itself, right, probably the valuation could stay uh, compressed. So net-net, I would say that it's a neutral impact. But against, I would say that higher for longer rate for longer term will not be good for any stocks, uh, especially uh, local bank stocks, because the loan growth will not be so good uh, going forward. But at least for this year itself, I don't think it will have much impact. Yeah. We are seeing record stock indices in the US, in Europe, in Japan. Are recession fears in the rearview mirror? I think the likelihood of seeing a Singapore recession is quite slim at the moment because we are hearing that Singapore government is projecting a 1% to 3% GDP growth this year. And I will say that US economy and China economy are staying in good shape as well. If we were to look at the forecast for GDP growth in China, they are looking at 4 to 5%. And in US, they are looking at maybe 1% to 2% GDP growth uh, for this year as well. And a lot less people are talking about a hard landing scenario in US. They at most are talking about a soft landing scenario in US at the moment. Mm. So if there really is a... Singapore recessions, I think it's going to be a mild one, but not a serious one. Okay. Yeah. How do you think investors could be thinking about positioning for opportunities in today's economic climate? Okay, if we were to look at the uh, global climate, so I would think uh, generative AI is actually taking a strong at the moment. So last year, the narrative is that maybe AI will save us all. I think this year, it could, probably will be the same as well. So uh, generative AI is going to pop up some earnings growth for some companies and company is going to spend a lot of KPS on AI investment as well. And hopefully this AI investment will turn into profit. But if you were to look at the AI stocks, you have no choice but to always go back to US equity or maybe some of the Hong Kong or Taiwan uh, equity itself, uh, semiconductor related or the magnificent seven stocks. In Singapore itself, I think you lack the AI narrative. This is probably explain why SDI index doesn't really perform well last year. I think the total return for SDI index was about 4.5% and this year is about 0% total return so far. So I think that uh, a lot of investors nowadays are still adopting a risk-on approach and they like AI narrative. So I think if you uh, also like AI narrative itself, you need to venture outside Singapore. And should you be yeah. taking a picks and shovels approach of, you know, you mentioned the semiconductors, picks and shovels approach, or is there another way to approach this theme? Yes, I, I think you you are saying it right. You need to take the pick and shovel approach. And then those and NVIDIA, TSMC will definitely benefit from it. And then in terms of AI application stocks, you have no choice but to always look into the Magnificent 7 because they have the free cash flow, large free cash flow itself to spend on AI investment. And then uh, they probably would be some of the forefunder to actually turn this AI investment into profitability itself. Like we are seeing that Microsoft Azure, they are saying that uh, out of the 33% improvement in the growth in AWS, about 5 percentage point actually come from the generative AI itself. Yeah. yeah. Are you using generative AI in your work in any way? Definitely. I all, you see are all you the while. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> what do you use it for? 
to correct my grammar and then to write better articles. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Finally, if a Singaporean investor listening in wanted to think like an institutional investor and be defensive, what would they be looking at in today's economic climate? Uh, I would say that if you are looking for those uh, safer you know, investment, definitely some of the value investment stocks would, would, would be always like those uh, consumer stable and local bank stocks itself. Yeah, so uh, I would say that uh, local bank stocks uh, uh, would be one of the good long-term investment. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. He's James Wee, market strategist from Tiger Brokers Singapore. He started by talking about how investors could be looking at Singapore Budget 2024. Thanks, James. Thank you, Michelle. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.